This is Tell Me More About It, the podcast created to help ISU school psych students navigate the program. Today, we'd like to tell you more about the difference between the specialist degree and the PhD. So yeah, this segment has really, really become, Jess tells a story. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I was wondering if you had them. <laughs> yeah. So maybe today we'll, we'll turn the tables. Yeah. So have you, have you ever um, gotten a voicemail from somebody you don't know? but it was for somebody else? Yes. Is it ever funny? No, no, it's always like some insurance agency mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, so I, every once in a while, I will get a call from somebody who's clearly like trying to get a hold of someone they know about something. But not, not that long ago, I got another one. And okay. uh, so I get this call it, obviously, it goes to voicemail. I don't know the number. It yeah. Voicemail. I open it up, and I think it's probably just going to be like a, a robocall or something, right? But the call is this guy. He's like, just by the voice, I can tell he's like older, you know, probably like retirement age, has kind of a rural uh, voice to him. Yeah. And he says something like, well, like, I guess you got my birthday boy over there. Just calling to to wish him a happy birthday. And then mumble, mumble, mumble. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this? And but I realize like it's somebody who's trying to call somebody else who wished some kid a happy birthday. Yeah. Probably like a grand a grandchild or something. And so I feel the need to respond. Like after a little bit, I'm like, I, I, I want this person to know. Oh my, wait, first, can I ask, mm-hmm. when you call your phone, does it say, hi, this is Brian, like, please leave a message? No, that's a good point. Okay. I've, I've never put a, a message on there, so it's just the number, right? Okay, okay, good. But, but you be the judge of whether this, this phone call still should have happened. Okay, I'm ready. The rest of it, so... So I'm thinking like, shoot, this guy is trying to wish his grandkid a happy birthday. He's got the wrong number. I'm just going to text him and I'm going to say, um, uh, sorry, I think you may have the wrong number. I think you're trying to get someone else. I just want to make sure you're getting the right person. Yeah. And then, you know, nothing for a little while. And then maybe like an hour later, I get a response. <laughs> through the text uh, and he says uh nope this is your father just, just wishing timmy a happy birthday nope <laughs> and my thought is like how is this happening <laughs> like first of all this isn't your dad right yeah no not my dad <laughs> i know my dad my dad's phone number, I have, uh, you know, it saved, saved with dad. <laughs> Second of all, you probably don't know who Timmy is. <laughs> I don't know anybody involved. I don't know the grandfather. I don't know the son. I don't know the grandchild. And Third, who is he to tell 
he's calling the right number. Yes, like, exactly. He's Timmy's number. I just explained to you <laughs> that you have the wrong number. And now you're telling me I'm wrong. <laughs> How do I tell this man I am not your son? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> sir, sir, I am not your son. <laughs> so what would you have done if that had played out? I, I mean, to be completely honest, I probably would have just ignored it and <laughs> screenshotted it and sent it to all my friends and been like, look at this. <laughs> I did that. I did. <laughs> so I have, I have a couple of friends who like when I get these weird messages, because it happens surprisingly a lot. Um, I will, I will make it a voice memo. I will turn the voice memo <laughs> into a voice memo and then send that through text or through, you know, through the messages. Yeah. So they'll listen to it. But then I also sent a screenshot of the text message conversation because you wouldn't believe me otherwise. Oh, um, no. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> what, so what did you say? Yeah. I, so what I, I remember what I did after that is like the, the friend I had sent it to, I said, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting with me <laughs> about our relationship. And you have no idea who this guy is. I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. Um, so I didn't do anything. After a while, I just let it go. I'm like, I don't know how to, I don't really want to write the words, look, I'm not your son. <laughs> Figure out who it is. Poor Timmy. In full disclosure here, both of us started as specialists and are now doc students. But even if you don't really have thoughts about switching, I think that people have questions about like, what's the difference? Like, what can I do with the specialist and what can I do with the doc? I knew I had questions about the difference for sure. And I used to ask them to everyone. Um, mm -hmm. and I just like going into the program. I knew I wanted to switch, but I like, I knew I wanted to get the PhD, but I didn't know that I wanted to commit to all five years. If this like, I just was afraid of the commitment. So that's why I chose a specialist route. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you a very serious question, which I expect a very serious answer from. Okay. When did you want to get the doc? When did you want to pursue the doctoral degree? Before I entered the program. <laughs> so do you remember our bet? What bet? About switching. Yeah, I, but but then once I got in the program, I was like, yeah, I probably won't, I probably won't switch, because it seemed like very a very tough decision and a very mm -hmm. long. It still seemed like a very tough commitment because there's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah, absolutely. So our bet that I you thought I would switch and I thought I wouldn't switch. Yeah. Do you know when that was? I I'm kind of fuzzy on it. Um, do you know I when? I think about the second year. It must have been. Yeah, because we weren't friends first year, remember? Right. Yeah, that's that's on record. 
<laughs> we were not we were not friends um so it must have been early it must have been early second year because it was always something i was thinking about but i remember asking you about it and you would say no no i'm not gonna do that yeah so i think i like came in like i'm really thinking about switching like i want the doctorate just because i want more options and then i got into it and i was like this is tough like i want to be done with this in two years yeah. i can work in the schools and a lot of professionals that you ask are like it's not worth it to switch or that's what they were telling me like don't switch like the job is like great in the schools that's mm -hmm. if that's all you're gonna do your whole life like don't do it it's not worth it and at that point was i was like well i love working in the schools like if that's mm -hmm. what they're saying um then this is what i'm gonna do and even some faculty members were like don't do it unless you really unless you really don't think you'd like the schools especially because of like money you have three more years of a salary and all that stuff so there was a point in time where i was like no nah, i'm not switching anymore yeah and okay. i think that we made that bet yeah we made that bet and i said uh, I bet you that you're going to, uh, I bet you $1 that you're going to switch. Um, and then you knew that I was thinking about it, but you ended up switching before I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Funny. That was interesting, right? Yeah. Do you have Venmo? I could Venmo you that dollar. <laughs> Not yet. Still working on that. Does Yik Yak have a money transfer feature? I, I emailed them. Um, like, you know, a suggestion to implement it and they haven't gotten back to me yet. I think you need to DM them. Do you know what that means? <laughs> no. What does it mean? You should urban dictionary. It. No. Because <laughs> every time I do that and I'm right, you still fight me. DM is direct message. Okay. You won't believe me, but I... I did think that's what it was, but I'm now in a position where I don't guess because if I, if people, if I'm wrong, I just get made fun of. Yep. That's fair. So, so you're thinking about the specialist program, you're thinking about the doc, or maybe you just want to know what will each of these things get me? And what you just said is, I think very much the same messages with, message that I got was that if you want to stay in the schools, stick with the specialist. Yeah. Um, it's a great job. Um, and there are many things within the schools that you can do with a specialist degree. And it kind of depends on the different personnel and the different district and what they have you do. There's opportunity to use any of the skills that we learn. Yeah. And also, um, if you want to work your way up in the schools, like become director of special education, mm -hmm. a principal, those types of things, you get the specialist degree and then you need to get like additional extra credit, like some kind of credits to become the director of special ed mm -hmm. um, administration credits. But the same thing happens if you get your PhD as well. Mm -hmm. Can't You can't just become a director of special ed because you have the PhD. You need to also get those administration credit so I think a lot of people are like well the PhD will help me move up in the schools quicker but it's I think it's pretty much the same pace and that being said I obviously haven't been a school psych in the schools yet so I don't know exactly but 
Right. Um, yeah, there is this this piece about the the specialist track that kind of it kind of muddies the waters in terms of do I do this or do that? Because yeah. when people say like if you want to work in the schools, if you want to stay in the schools, get the specialist, they almost always say right after that, but there are some opportunities to do other things. Like you could work yourself into an administration position in the school district. But mm -hmm. I've even heard people say like in certain states you can practice with a yeah. specialist degree, like a private practice. Like there are other things you can do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just not as clear like what those and, are and how likely they are. Yeah, and recently I've been looking at like faculty positions mm -hmm. um, just because that's something I'm interested in. So I just look at like what the qualifications are. And some faculty positions do say that they would hire like a specialist level <laughs> school psych. And I think that's because, I mean, if it's a school psych program and you're teaching specialist level school psychs, why can't a specialist level school psychologist teach those classes? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there are opportunities. I think it is just like more difficult to get the ones that are outside of the school as a specialist level school psych, but. Sure. Yeah. I think a funny thing about this, and I think this is true in, in a lot of different industries, but at a certain point, credentials are really important. Like education and credentials are really important, but also knowing people mm -hmm. is, is going to be a difference maker a lot of times. So yeah. like if, if there's somebody working somewhere and they, and you know them and they like you and all that kind of thing, like that is going to be as helpful as anything else. And so you yeah. just can't account for that. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, I mean, the way we're talking, maybe specialist was the right track for us. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I hear a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Um, so let's backpedal just a little bit to explain like what, so the specialist degree is two years of classes and mm -hmm. practicum and then one year of like a nine month long internship in the schools. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's a good point. The doc program is typically, I guess it's set up to be four years on campus doing practicum and classes and then one year of a year long internship. Um, but the difference is like the specialist internship, you can just go to school districts and be like, hey, are you looking for an intern? Um, and you kind of get to choose where you want to go. Whereas the doc program, you have to go through um, the match process that we've talked about in previous program in previous podcasts so you can't necessarily just like hand pick um where you want to interview and where you want to go um i would say like do you regret switching to the doc program from the specialist program even though the way we're talking like it was it's a valid decision yeah. no i i don't um knowing knowing me like my personality i probably would have always had a small amount of regret of mm -hmm. not getting the PhD because I really wanted to uh, maximize my career choices. Um, yeah. And so I think, I think that's the biggest argument, right, is uh, even though we just said there are many things you could end up doing with a specialist, the PhD, um, you can work in a school district, you can work at a private practice, you can work at a hospital or a mental health clinic, you can work for a university as a faculty member. Um, and maybe something else I'm forgetting, but. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's other, other things too, like a juvenile justice center. Mm. Um, 
like in the courts, things like that. So basically if you get the doctorate and after that, you're not technically like a clinical psychologist yet. So it also depends because after the doctorate, you have your PhD, but you're still not licensed to like diagnose outside of the schools because you're still, you can get licensed as a school psych, but not a clinical psych yet until you do like your postdoc hours and take the licensing exam, which some people do choose not to get their postdoc hours and take the licensing exam. Mm, yeah. Right? yeah. So it, I, I would say that that is one of the, the big advantages though. Right. Mm -hmm. So it, once you go through your pre-doc internship, which we've spoken about on other episodes, yeah. um, you then have an opportunity to do a postdoc internship, which allows access to what you just mentioned, the licensed clinical psychologist, the LCP, and you are then kind of, well, you're licensed as, as this sounds rude, but more than a school psychologist, you're a psychologist right and so you can yeah the way i look at it is that as a school psychologist you can diagnose through idea mm -hmm. and you can diagnose in the schools and you can write ieps um and the as a clinical psychologist you can diagnose through the dsm outside mm -hmm. of the school setting so that's like i mean obviously we, neither of us have gone through it but that's what the biggest difference I see right now is, right? right. Yeah. So if it, it allows you, if, if your passion is counseling or therapy, like you can make that your career with the, with the LCP. Um, if, if you were just with a specialist degree, that would be more difficult. You yeah. would need to get, I've done a little bit of looking into this, um, but like if you wanted to be a, an LCPC, which is a licensed clinical professional counselor and hold your own practice, you would need to take some more counseling classes. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So th the biggest difference really is that you can become licensed as like a psychologist outside of just the schools. Mm -hmm. yeah. But neither choice is a bad choice. It kind of just depends on what you want. Yeah, um, and particularly because I think that it's a, such a good job market. There's so much need for school psychologists that there's not really a bad choice here. Um, no, yeah. not at all. I, and like in our program, the PhD program and the specialists, or the PhD students and the specialist level students, are pretty much treated the same and they take all the same classes mm -hmm. until the specialist level students leave. Um, and then what's left is a lot of just like basic, not basic, but like extra psychology classes and statistics and research type things. Um, yeah, let's talk about that. So what do you think you have gained from those two more years on campus? What have you? So I think about this a lot. I think I've gained a lot more like supervision of my clinical skills because I've gotten two years of doing extra GAs and 590s um, with that close supervision that we do get on campus and just like more mentorship and um, being able to connect with like my cohort and talk to people about cases, which I don't, it probably is like that in the real world, but that's what I feel like I've gathered. Um, and the research is huge. Mm -hmm. 
it's huge for me. I, I think I've learned a lot from my dissertation um, with, about like stats and conducting studies in schools and writing in IRB and like just going through the whole process because it is such a long process. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, that's been a big part of our last two years on campus for sure has been yeah. dissertation. Yeah, the dissertation, I think to, to add to the list of things you, you had mentioned earlier, if you go the PhD route, it's two more years on campus with uh, more classes and more practicum experiences. But there's also the dissertation. And, and it's, uh, I think that has been, I would say to answer my own question, like what I've gained is a lot more experience with research. And, and I do think about things differently, I think, because I spent so much time in this very like um, uh, intense research project. I don't know, very like detailed research project that now like I, I think I'm I think more statistically and experimentally than I did before. Yeah, I would agree. I also have more confidence, mm -hmm. I think, because of that like close supervision with like faculty members that I now know very well, who I may not have known as well my second year. Also supervision of other students has really helped me too. And you do a lot of that, I think. Cause it's helped me to like grow in my own clinical skills. Yeah, yeah, in our program, and I don't get the sense this is the way in every program, but in our program, there's emphasis on training us to be supervisors, which I think those are gonna be important skills too. Mm -hmm. It is, it does add a lot of extra work and a lot of extra time too. I mean, two years of your life is, well, well, yeah, no, it'd just be two extra years technically yeah. um, is a it's, lot. Yeah. It's worth mentioning though, that not everyone, it's, it's not uncommon for it to take six years. Yeah. We should be upfront about that because of the dissertation and other requirements a lot of people take six years to complete it. And so I guess that was one of my biggest things. I was like, wait a second, I could go from completing in three years to completing in six years. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you've already gone through four years of college and because um, dissertation, it is dicey, right? Like it mm -hmm. takes a lot to put a big research project together to collect the data, analyze it, write it. And it doesn't just depend on you yourself. Like although you're the one that's like managing the prog program and, and doing it or the project and doing it, like you need participants, mm -hmm. um, you need faculty members, your, your dissertation committee to like agree with what you want to do um, and really help you with it. So, and even though you can say like, oh, well, I'll be one of those people that'll get done right on time. Well, there's a lot of roadblocks that do stop you from, um, finishing even if you're the type of person that wants to be done is if that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah there's just a lot more variables and it's not always mm -hmm. up to you like no matter how hard you work uh it just may not be in the cards because there are so many other variables at play so i would say you have time if you come into the program as a specialist and you think maybe i'd like to do the phd maybe not you don't really have to decide in the first year, um, but I think like the I think the latest you need to know is by winter of your second year. I think you need to um, come to the the faculty, and there's a process involved. But you basically 
um, kind of write a letter to each of the faculty members and then in one of their meetings they will um, vote to approve it or not approve it but yeah yeah and I would say take your time with the decision like go through the your second year first semester practicum and see do I like being in the schools or do I like being in the clinic um, because that'll that 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 was the biggest turning point for me is I was like I love this heavy assessment being in the clinic um, doing like spending a lot of time with the kids doing these assessments like three hours at a time and going over it with parents and writing a really long report like I loved that so that's when I was like well I could definitely see myself in a different setting than just a school um, that made me go for it but if you don't like that and you'd rather be in the school then that's your that's your choice right there that is it like if you'd rather be in the school definitely stay specialist yeah so to really like distill it down I, I think if if you're looking for um, to maximize your career opportunities and you don't hate research then you should seriously consider it but like if if you don't see yourself doing a dissertation then it's maybe not worth it because that is a big a big time commitment and if it's not something that you have the appetite for then I could see I could see not doing it yeah yeah and you really have to be self-motivated to get your dissertation done otherwise it just like it won't happen so you you have to enjoy research and be interested in it um because it can last upwards of like over two years for sure mm -hmm. um what about what about like perks of being a doc student on campus? Like Jess, would you say that like program wide meetings like do do you get like the best seat in the room <laughs> on that, that fifth floor? Well, I I think program wide meetings, no, you don't because you're an advanced student who's showing up right when it starts instead of the first and second years who show up. 25 minutes early to get the best seats okay in the psc you have seniority like hey i i'm gonna be in this room today sorry like or that's my seat sorry yeah. like definitely have seniority so so maybe the one perk is that like you can be annoying in the psc and people won't call you out on it at least not to your face right there no, because it can't because they're mm -hmm. first, second, or third year students and you're a fourth year student. And when a faculty member comes in, they're just like, oh, that's that's just Jess and Brian. They've been doing this shit for four years. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, a city in mind? No, I don't. How about you? How can we tie this into? Yeah, thinking about it. I don't think we can. Where does T Timmy live? <laughs> Probably like, I don't know, rural Illinois somewhere. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's think about this. Where is somewhere in the United States that you'd love to visit, but you've never visited before? Oh, um, Yosemite. All right. Or Yellowstone. I was thinking of Yellowstone. Okay. I get them mixed up because they both have a Y. 
So what do you think the temperature is at Yellowstone today? Right now, it's probably pretty cool. 67 degrees. I think it's okay. 67 degrees in, in Yellowstone National Park. Okay. I think it's 75 degrees. Okay. Okay. I bet the clouds are nice. Yeah, there's a lot of clouds here, so I, there might be clouds there, but I didn't watch the the weather channel this week. Not, not at all? No. I hate you so What is it? Did I get it right? 59 degrees oh, at that's... Yellowstone National Park. I mean, you got it because you were lower lower that's really it's going to be a high of 76 today though so and what did you guess 75 <laughs> so if we would have recorded this episode in like four hours i would have yeah. won but yeah um, too bad too bad no buckets today that's rough so how many have you won one just one okay yeah first one ever mm -hmm.